0: This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio hosts... Larry Cohen.
1: Well, hello everyone again and welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and of course your host here on Ringler Radio. Well, today on Ringler Radio we have a very special show. We'll be talking to Randy Snow, the first Paralympian to be inducted into the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame, and that's quite a feat. But let me give you a little background on Randy. Uh, At the peak of a blossoming tennis career while just a junior in high school, Randy Snow was injured in a farming accident which left him without the use of his legs. Since then, he's become a business owner, nationally recognized sales associate, a Fortune 500 speaker, and one of the most successful gold medal wheelchair athletes in history. Because of his achievements, he received the Paralympic torch from President Clinton in Washington to kick off the Atlanta Paralympic Games in 1996. In 2004, he was the first Paralympian inducted into the Olympic Hall of Fame. Randy travels the world, inspiring audiences to embrace change, work together to achieve extraordinary results. Kind of sounds like Barack Obama, to tell you the truth, Randy. I want to welcome you to the show, and uh, welcome to Ring the Radio.
2: Thank you, Larry. I'm, I'm just flattered and honored to be here.
1: It's a very inspiring story. Uh, just give me a little bit more about yourself. Uh, tell us about what happened back then and how uh, how you've come through it.
2: Um, I was, uh, I'm from Texas, uh, East Texas, and um, grew up in a very active family. And um, I don't know, my parents and grandparents always encouraged us to get a summer job. Um, I think it was to improve our attendance at at college classes, (laughs) Um, actually, you know, working uh, different summer jobs and stuff, but also to to earn a little pocket money. And I was involved in a farming accident. Um, I drove a tractor, and was 16, and lifted a round bale of hay and was trying to drop it over on the other side of this fence and pulled back too far on this front-end loader, and the bale uh, dislodged and rolled off the front-end loader and fell back on top of me and crushed, crushed me like a bug. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, you know, what? It, it, points, it points up to the, uh, just the uncertainty of life. At any given moment, a snap of a finger, a uh, blink of an eye, we could all be in a position like yourself. Uh, it's,
2: a, it's a gratitude thing for sure. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, well, you're a firm believer in preparation and focus and teamwork. And uh, I saw a video that you did, and you were very key on that. Tell us how your belief in these, you know, focus issues and teamwork issues has helped you overcome your own personal obstacles.
2: I don't know. I, I guess, Larry, uh, um, going through the rehabilitation process, um, you, you you hopefully you quickly learn there are things that you cannot control, and there are things that you can. And, uh, and you just stick to it and uh, um, they stick around long enough for the miracle. And um, the things that I could control um, were my, my preparation, my, my, I could control focus and, and teamwork. Through my athletic career, I always worked. I was just the rule. You know, you find out who's number one and what they're doing, and then you work harder than they do. Mm-hmm. And I think Ben Hogan said, you know, you've got to practice until your hands bleed. Mm-hmm. And, and that just makes so much sense. I love the uh, the little gymnast. When they show the close-ups of their feet in the Olympics, and they got all that tape out around every knuckle, right? Because those gals have just lived on on those um, bars and beams, and so preparation is very important. But it's really the will to prepare. Everybody says they'll prepare, but are they willing to do it? And then focus is a decision, um, and you can practice focus. Um, and so I always worked on on holding focus. You know, I've competed at some of the ten- some tennis matches that were two hours long. Yeah, you, know, you can't lose your focus. And then teamwork. Um, I believe that if you can achieve your goals by yourself, then you then you haven't set a high enough goal. Um, you know, enlist people that want to support you and that believe in you to achieve your goals.
1: You know, that's a that's an interesting way to put it. If you've if you can achieve it by yourself, the goal isn't high enough. That's that's very interesting. Well, f- for over 20 years now, you've succeeded in the corporate world as well, working with uh, Sunrise Medical, and I understand you initiated an award-winning sales education program within that framework. Tell us about that.
2: Well, um I was sponsored and still am sponsored by the company and they build um, all kinds of different medical equipment. I was kind of the you know, the NASCAR person. I would go out and test the sports chairs and, <laughs> and win matches and then but to to um, offer value to our sales associates, I would go in with in a territory and accompany our sales associates into our, our vendors and referral sources and I thought in these days where price people are just cutting on price everywhere, they're selling on price. It's just not a good thing to do. And, and then uh, where products are homogenous, they're pretty equal uh, in a lot of different markets. I, I I thought, you know, we needed a way to focus on the difference, uh, and, and that was in building relationships. And so I designed a sports and recreational program where we would go into a sales associate's territory and do presentations and lectures and do uh, wheelchair tennis clinics and, and junior sports uh, days, we call them super sports Saturdays, and that would give our sales associates an advantage over some of the other competitors. Hmm. And it really was a, its just sales 101. You know, it really uh, focused on the relationships. And I was honored as, an MVP, as the MVP sales associate for that program.
1: Well, I'm sure it, uh, it helps sales. And anyone who can help sales is going to be beloved in any organization, that's right. for sure. Well, what's interesting to me is that you've successfully rebuilt other people's lives after their traumas, and uh, how have you taken your accident and your situation and applied it to this type of work that you do for others?
2: I suppose that we all always remember um, that difference maker in our lives, someone that uh, was there at the right time during an aha moment, I suppose, or whenever we were ready, and uh, there were folks that came to the rehab center when I broke my back and showed us some shortcuts how to do this, and how to accomplish that. And so um, I worked in the rehabilitation process for years. There's just nothing more valuable than wisdom from someone who has been there. And that doesn't mean that their advice is solid. I mean, I, I'll be the first to say this is only my perspective. But, you know, results um, leave clues. Success leaves clues. And I've led a pretty successful life, and uh, and so I usually had had their ear. People would listen um and that's the key. I've got to listen to them first though. I can't be as egotistical to think that you know, well I know what they're what they what they need. So listening was first and then we we supported them along the way.
1: Well, as you can imagine, we here in the structured settlement business have experienced you know, we see people with experiencing personal tragedies every day and uh it's very tough for, for us when we deal with these cases because uh, we, we deal every day with, with someone who's got a, uh, a situation that's, that's, you know, sad. It's very sad and very tragic. What's your message to those people who have to come back from tragedy in their lives? It's th- they're down and out, and, and they have to come back from that because otherwise they're just going to sit and vegetate. So how, how do you do that? What, what message do you, do you give them?
2: Well, there's a lot there's a lot there. I mean there's a whole dissertation um that could be offered, you know, to answer that question. Mm-hmm. But um I, I believe that the universe knows what it's doing. A lot of times our plan doesn't fit into God's plan and um that's when we get a little, you know, wrinkled. And I would say in rehab to folks, when I had certain clients and certain patients, that you know, you may not be to blame for why you're here. Maybe it wasn't your fault, maybe it was. But regardless, you're still responsible for the situation. And there are many things, that, again, that you can't control in this situation. You're here. You can't Mm -hmm. go back. We've all tried to go back and, and, you know, move time the other way and do it over. But uh, you just can't do it. And uh, we can't control whether or not we're going to walk. We can't control whether somebody's going to love us. And and we can't control whether we get the the settlement or not. I mean, those are things that are up to the universe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would tell folks, focus on the things that they can control Um, and, and, and why do we want to do that? Why do we want to, you know, go to the next day in the movie Castaway? Um, Tom Hanks had been rescued after four years and he's sitting there talking to his friends, sipping on a drink, you know, trying to kind of put it all together and sort it out. And he said, you know, he knew that he had to get up the next day because he never knew what was going to be on the beach. Mm -hmm. He never knew what life was going to bring him. And we never know. And I just believe it's never as bad as it seems.
1: Well, that's a good perspective. Uh, in fact, um, you know, in your work as a healthcare professional, I'm sure you've encountered people who have received money damages in an accident. You know, a settlement, Absolutely. so to speak. And do you have kind of a real life story you can share with us that highlights uh, a structured settlement experience in that in that instance?
2: You know, I'll just offer three quick ones. All right, three quick, and I've changed their names. Uh, sure, to protect them. But uh, Mary was injured in a three wheeler accident. You know, three wheelers aren't around anymore. Um, but she broke her back, spinal cord injury. And she was awarded uh, a large lump of money, a large sum of money. And uh, she got out of Iowa. She moved to Hawaii. And then she put all of her money away in a structured settlement and, and investments. And uh, she's raising her son. And, and she, he, she did the smart thing. Mm-hmm. There's another friend of mine. Uh, his name's David. Lived in Southern California. And David got a large sum also. I mean, we're talking millions. Um, and, uh, oh, it was party time. Man, you wanted to be around David <laughs> when he got his settlement, all right, because you didn't spend anything, everything. was, And the guy was about to die. Give me, D- give me David's
1: phone number. I want to give him a call <laughs> yeah, here. <exactly.
2: laughs> um, but he, he, he came to his senses, got involved with a wonderful lady, and uh, uh, created and found value in his life uh, through purpose and became a, a teacher of sports and recreation to others and saved himself. All right, he stepped out of the cauldron, and and, uh, cool. and uh, is doing great. And then there's a there was another very good friend of mine. His name's Steve from Louisiana. He received a large sum, a lump, a lump sum as well, about a million dollars, and um, back in '86. And it was party time, and then you just had to get away from the person because he was out of control. And long story short, uh, ran out of money, uh, committed suicide caused a lot of uh, stress and problems for his family, the people that loved him. You know, you never hurt – you think you're not hurting people. The only people you hurt are the people that love you. Sure. And uh, he's he's not no longer here. So there are three scenarios, I think. Well, uh,
1: uh, they're very telling scenarios, and uh, they focus on the issues that we talk about all the time, that when people get money uh, that's meant to be for their long-term care and they don't protect it right up front uh, – Strange things can happen to it.
2: Listen, you don't talk to someone that's overweight about a diet. You don't talk to a single person when you're talking about relationships, and you don't talk to your friends when somebody hands you a large lump, lump sum of money. There, there you go. You go to an expert. There you go. And it's going to cost you a little bit, but in the long run, you're going to you're going to have a lot more.
1: Well, that's certainly good advice, and we we subscribe to that for sure. You have a common line that you use that uh, is very was interesting to me uh, because it's it's so definite and it's, there is no excuse. That's your, that's your watch phrase. There is no excuse. Tell us what you mean by there is no
0: excuse.
2: Well, and, and a lot of folks use, there is no excuse. Obviously I didn't admit it. You know, um, um, I just believe that rocket science is a lot more fun when you have rockets. And this is a rocket, man. <laughs> when, when you adopt a no excuse attitude, I mean, Larry, I think there are three kinds of people in the world. You got comfort, ego and growth people, comfort. People seek the, the path of least resistance. And I competed against athletes like that. And you could just say, boo, and you're going to defeat them. <laughs> then you came across athletes that were ego trainers, okay? They would work really, really hard, but they'd only work hard on the things they were good at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might have a, a pretty good fight in a tennis match against those folks and stuff, but you, you, you would win in, in the end. The athletes that I feared were the growth trainers. They went to the soft spots in their life, in their tennis game, uh, in their careers, and they worked on those weaknesses and shored up those deficiencies. And, uh, you know, it, it, I just, it, it, I'm just, no excuses. I just don't want to hear it. And, and in this world today, in the United States especially, we live in this blaming society, mm-hmm. and you can hear it. It's somebody else's fault. Um, we trained in the rain and when I raced, and people thought we were crazy. But what if it rained on the day that we raced? You know, I mean, I don't want to hear it. You'll be ready. You'll be ready. Absolutely.
1: You know, you said that uh, the toughest competitor you'll ever face is yourself. Uh, so in addition to that no-excuse attitude, what do you need, what kind of qualities do you need to overcome obstacles and succeed? Other than just, it's, you know, hearing it's no excuse, what do you have to do?
2: Right. I mean, you need some meat. Uh, no matter what's going on, I believe in a positive attitude, and I call it hard optimism. Two parts. I think you need um, to accept reality, okay? Mm-hmm. What, what, where are we? How are we doing? And then we attach optimism to reality, and, and that way we we begin to change reality. And, and secondly, I think that we need to be accountable. Um, you know, what, what can we control, and what we, what can we not control? Um, I mean, acceptance doesn't have anything to do with liking it, and and we can accept things. It doesn't mean we have to like it. That's mm-hmm. part of accountability. And then I believe in taking action. And I don't know. This sounds like a trite answer and stuff, but these are principles. Um, that uh, I used in rehab, that I used in sports, I used in business, and then in my speaking career as well.
1: Well, there, those are time you know tested approaches, and uh, people have to hear those things constantly. It's not just hear them once; got to keep repeating them. And if they re- you keep hearing them. It'll sink in, hopefully.
2: Well, in our mind's like like a sandcastle. You know, you can go to the beach and build a sandcastle, and you leave that day. You come back the next day, and it's worn down a little bit.
0: <laughs> and if you care. work
2: on it just a little bit, you can reshape that. And those are the the learning points of our mind. We just need to visit it every day.
1: No question. Well, before we go to break, I want to do a little recap on on your life. You're a business owner a nationally recognized sales associate, a Fortune 500 speaker, an award-winning author, and one of the most successful gold medal wheelchair athletes in history. So my question to you Randy is, why is it that you can't seem to stay busy?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm in graduate school as well. <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> Trying to get my master's, but um
1: you're making me tired.
2: It, it it's just about priorities. You know, I mean, how many football games do I want to watch or mm-hmm. how many uh how many other things do I want to achieve? And I just kind of get afraid. I'm afraid if things slow down, I just want to keep moving. I don't oh. know. I just, Life is so precious, precious. Whether you're in a wheelchair or not, it's very valuable. And so I want to, I want to maximize that.
1: Well, that's good advice for everybody. And uh, I hope we all heed it. Well, let's take a short break right now. And when we return, we'll talk a little bit more to our very special guest and inspirational guest, Randy Snow.
0: This is Ringler Radio, internet radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 130,000 cases structured. This is Ringler Radio, internet radio from Ringler Associates, placing more than $18 billion in structures over the past 30 years and one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to The Legal Talk Network. It's free. We invite you to listen to our other shows on The Legal Talk Network and become a member. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Did you know that Legal Talk Network shows are also available as CLE, including Ringler Radio? Visit Law.com's CLE Center at www.clecenter.com. That's clecenter.com to enjoy listening and get CLE credit. Welcome
1: back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and I'd like to welcome back our special guest, Randy Snow. Randy, it's an honor uh, for us to have you here with us, and for you, what an honor it must have been to be inducted into the Olympic Hall of Fame. Talk us, uh, talk to us about this achievement. Uh, I think we're talking about the Olympic Hall of Fame, not the Paralympic Hall of Fame. This is the Olympic Hall of Fame. That's right. Tell us about, tell us about that, what it meant to you, and how that uh, all came about.
2: Well, we, a wheelchair athlete or a, a physically disabled athlete doesn't... Uh, See themselves. We don't see ourselves any different than than an Olympic level athlete. I mean, we had to absorb and adapt to a big change in our lives, but we're still athletic, and we still are, are, are trained just as hard. We truly do. And so it was a a, a very um, just rewarding experience. Um, just a just a terrific thing to do to be with other athletes and to be recognized as an athlete, not a wheelchair athlete. You know, nice. you're, you're an athlete. You're an Olympic athlete. And um, that that was just um, just just, just that such you know just very rewarding for me. It was just a, such a, a mag- magnificent uh, event.
1: Let Let me ask you about your Paralympic uh, career. What What exactly? What sports were you actually involved in? In the chair was it tennis only, or what? What did you do?
2: I, I I'm kind of an odd bird. I I've competed in three different ones, and and you and no one's ever done that. You just can't do that. Um, I was just skilled in certain sports, and I and I after my tennis in Barcelona in '92, I I had raced in 1984. My racing was the, the thing that I would loved uh, and got involved in the in first uh, uh, initially. And uh, I just thought I could cap the hat trick with um, with trying to make the U.S. basketball team, and I just barely made the team. Um, but was able able to you know and to compete. We won a bronze medal. We were very disappointed. Uh, at the Atlanta Paralympic Games in 96. Mm-hmm. And other athletes have also um competed in two or three different sports, but there there's just a handful of folks. And uh and I I'm, I'm the only one to do these three sports and to win medals in each one of these sports.
1: Well, you, you know, you know that bronze medal, Randy, there is no excuse. That's right. Right?
2: Oh, it was us. <laughs> we could have changed lots of things. Absolutely.
1: No, interesting. Well, listen, that's that's, first of all, not only inspiring, but amazing that you could do three different sports uh, like you did. Tell us about some of the other things you do. You're doing a lot of lectures across the world. And what do you? Who do you talk to out there, and, and what's been the feedback?
2: Well, I'm a speaker, and I bring um, stories and um, business-rich material to organizations, to uh, profit and non-profit organizations, privately held companies, privately owned companies, and I just share the message of... Um, change, diversity, teamwork, uh, preparation, um, uh, safety, leadership—all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm—I love the, the two R's: repeat and refer. You know, if you get repeat business and you get referral business, then you know you're doing you're doing something right. And we get lots of that kind of
1: business. No question. What have you learned throughout these years about? other folks? And what have you learned about yourself? As you, you, you know, When you meet a lot of people, and you talk to a lot of people, and you see results or, or don't see results, you tend to learn about people. What have you
2: learned? Um, I, that we are so resilient. We're, we're so delicate as human beings and our fragile lives and our egos. And, and, but really, deep down, we're resilient. And I've seen so many stories and know so many folks that have just, you know, uh, experienced terrible uh, unbelievable trauma, yet they bubble up, come through, just like the flowers in the in the spring, and and um, from ground that you don't know how they're growing out of. And um, I, I just believe that, and have learned this, that you know everybody's got a little bit of bad, and and everybody's got a little bit of good. And I and I just kind of look for the good. Um, that's that's the only thing that we have to leave. You know, our, our money goes to somebody else. If we when we die, all the the family, they move on. <clears throat> the only thing that stays really is, is what kind of good we did. And, um, and, and 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 money, love, the government, Well, everybody's on the government to make us happy, we make ourselves happy. Um, the most important thing in the world is what we tell ourselves.
1: Well, that brings me to my final question about the life lessons that you've taken from your experience and you pass on, and I think you just gave me one big one, and that is, uh, you know, We don't, we can you know, no one can make us happy. We make us ourselves happy. Absolutely. Tell me some other life lessons you've learned.
2: Oh gosh, let's see. Um, I believe courage is probably the most important virtue of all that, you know, Larry, you can have the greatest plan, most handsome, most gorgeous, all the money in the world. But if you don't have the courage to follow your intentions, then your intentions are meaningless. It's just paper. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I talk a lot about change. And um, people think, well, change is just so painful. Well, I would say back to these folks, I would say, well, if you think change is painful, try irrelevance. Because if you don't change, that's what's going to happen. And then lastly, I would just say that, uh, and I firmly believe this, that no dream ever died because of circumstances. I've got them, you've got them, your audience has them. Dreams die because of lack of effort. And... um it's the effort that we leave out there. We can live with ourselves every day if we leave everything that we have in each day.
1: You know, Randy, uh, I often tell folks that it's not usually the time that stops you or the money that stops you. It's usually the desire that stops you. Because right. if you had the desire, you'd find the time and the money to do what you want That's to right. do. I agree. And, and then finally, uh, another thing, and I want to get your comment on this, uh, my wife was involved with dealing with uh, a lot of shut-ins, elderly folks, and uh, she used to tell me that it was easier to deal with the physical pain, physical injuries of, uh, and sicknesses of people than to deal with the loneliness of people, the concept of building relationships as you go through life uh, rather than sitting there on your own in an island. How, 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 have, you, how have you felt uh, about that as you've gone through uh, and, and met all the people you
2: have? Uh, I agree. Um, I, you know, they say the emotional scars are the ones that last the longest. Uh, the physical pain uh, goes away at some point, and uh, you know we're social creatures. Um, we we need each other. We need people, and, and I would I would uh, agree with your wife and and, and what she's seen and, and how she feels about that.
1: Well, I want to thank you, Randy. I'm telling you this. Uh, your remarkable story. You're sharing your insights on how all of us can better overcome a lot of obstacles in our own lives, and some of those insights you've given us uh, are invaluable. If somebody wanted to reach you, Randy, uh, to talk to you, how would they do that?
2: Uh, Website is randysnow.com, and um, my cell phone is 512-791-9000. Okay. They can can reach my office through my website.
1: Well, I think a lot of people are jotting that number down as we speak. Well, in case you're a first-time listener, you should know that every Ringler Radio Show can be downloaded from our website, ringlerassociates.com. And or on the Legal Talk Network at LegalTalkNetwork.com, or you can download it from iTunes. So if you want to hear uh, Randy and be inspired by him, there are several places to go to get it. Randy, thanks again for what a a tremendous show, and good luck to you in the future. Hook them Larry. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone, and go out and make it a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to ancient parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. the radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the legal talk network.